Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How are you doing today? Well, in typical fashion, Russia trying to one-up the United States and uh, surpass us with the uh, most insane ruling person. We've got Nutso Biden and they've got Putin. Well, apparently some guy defected. Now, he wasn't just some guy. All right. This is a guy that was a Kremlin insider that was very close to uh, Putin and actually defected from Putin while he was out with Putin. Uh, he was a Russian officer officer who worked closely with Vladimir Putin as a captain in the Federal Guard Service. He fled the country and defected to the West. And apparently he's out there warning the world that the Russian leader is no longer sane and has become a war criminal. A direct quote from him is, Our president has lots touch with the world. He has been living in an information cocoon for the past couple of years, spending most of his time in his residencies, which the media very fittingly calls bunkers. He is pathologically afraid for his life. He surrounds himself with the impenetrable barrier of quarantines and an information vacuum. This is according to this uh, federal captain of the guard that defected. Uh, anyways, yeah, so good to know. Good to know that we live in America and uh, that the two, the, two, the two geriatric retards that are in charge with their fingers on the buttons for a nuclear holocaust are both insane. Makes me feel safe. In lighter news. All right, I want you to put your guy, your 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 brain in this guy's shoes, okay? So what we have going on here, as soon as I can pull it up. Okay, here we go. So men, how many of you have been through to the childbirth process, been there in the uh, waiting room or in the hospital room when your wife's guts are all over the table and she shits herself on the bed? It's a, you know, I really want to reflect back to the fathers of the pre, you know, 1980, pre-1980, like in the 70s, 60s, 50s, where the dad was down at the local bar with his buddy smoking cigars, just waiting for the child to be born. And then uh, come in once mom has her hair curled and makeup back on and to be presented with this bundle of joy. Well, there's a dad that's having a very hard time with a wife that wants him to do exactly that. I know this music in the background. I, I just, I Googled uh, soundtrack for soft males and this is what popped up. <laughs> I don't know. It's called Men Who Wave at Trades by Soft Machine. Anyways, okay, let's stop that. All right, so there's this uh, wife. Okay, first off, here's here's the Reddit post from the husband. And, and let's just get into this sad story of this 28-year-old male. I am a 28-year-old male. I have been with the love of my life, Emily, who's a 26-year-old female, for seven years, married for two. We have always talked about having kids, and I've always wanted to be there when they were born. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm reading this with too much authority, because I think he would read it in a little different way. When my dad was still alive, he used to tell me and my siblings all about the time that it literally brought him to tears. And he's not a man who cries, by the way. And he would say he was so grateful for all of us to, for the experience. My beautiful and amazing wife is eight months pregnant. 
It's been a pretty difficult pregnancy for her. Well, for us. But especially to her. She had a few miscarriages in the past, and I've just been praying to God for both of them to make it through safely. We were talking more and more about what's going to happen when she goes into labor, and she's very adamant that I, me and my masculinity, not be in the room. Natural or C-section, no matter what. I've tried convincing and pleading and begging, but she won't change her mind. Her mom is going to be with her that bitch. And I understand that she needs her mom and that she needs to do whatever to make sure that everything goes smoothly. I don't want to stress her out too much because I keep telling myself that all that matters is that they are both healthy, but I'm honestly really sad about not being able to be there for my son's birth. It's not about me, I know that. All that matters is that they are both healthy. I've been trying to come to terms and understand this on my own time. So as not to bother her, but Emily just being so condescending to me and my fragile masculinity. I know that she's just stressed out and scared, so she doesn't mean it. But I feel like I deserve to, to, to process this at least for a few days. I still do everything as I've done before, but she says that now I have this beaten puppy dog look on my face and it's pissing her off. Then she started to scold me asking me why it mattered so much to me and if I was going to act this week in front of our son. She told me I needed to just be a fucking man and get the fuck over it. I feel like crying, but I don't want her to know and get mad at me again. So I told her I was going out to get groceries and I'm writing this in the car to try and calm myself down. Okay, all right, all right, listen, listen. Your wife's right. Stop being, just be a fucking man and get the fuck over it. I mean, you should be grateful that she doesn't want you in that room. Because I'll tell you what, if you want to stand there bedside putting ice chips on her lips for 60 hours, be my guest. But it's not a fun time. It's not a fun time. Now, the birth of your child the first time you hold it is amazing. I will give you that. But the fact that you're getting a hall pass to go to in and out to sleep in your own bed until the baby arrives? Dude, take my advice. Just do it. Just do it, okay? Quit being a little bitch. Quit being a little bitch and, and, and take the escape route that you can because it is not a fun experience for a father. And in other news, uh, Brad Pitt just sold his house that he had purchased from Elvira, the mistress of the dark. Uh, you know, a lot of these Hollywood stars are trying to get the hell out of uh, Hollywood, L.A. County, et cetera, because they imposed that new tax that went into effect, in, into effect April 1st. And basically what it was is if your house sold for over $5 million, uh, there was an additional 4.5% tax that went to uh, housing the unhoused. And if your house sold for over $10 million, uh, you'd have to pay an additional 5.5% tax to house the unhoused. Uh, but anyways, Brad Pitt. Apparently, he bought a house from Elvira way back in the day, and this house that was owned by Cassandra Peterson, uh, also that's AKA Cassandra Peterson, uh, she had a 1.9 acre property in the Hollywood Hills, and she sold it to Brad Pitt in 1994. The interesting thing about this house is um, that Elvira, when she sold it to Brad Pitt, she said it was extremely haunted. She would see people in the bottom of the pool. She would see people sitting in front of her fireplace. She would see people walking in her halls. And Brad Pitt's reaction when he bought it for $1.7 million was that, oh, that's cool. And uh, Brad Pitt just turned around and sold that house for $40 million. And, uh, you know, Elvira, who's 71 years old, she looks pretty good for 71 years old. I'm looking at a picture of her right now. Um, 
She claims that it was a, a positive selling note to sell it to Brad Pitt. I wonder if Brad Pitt disclosed that to the new owners that the house was uh, haunted. Um, apparently, they had exorcisms in there and a whole bunch of stuff to try and get rid of the spooky gookies. But, you know, it is what it is. Mass exodus. Yeah, Kat Von D also sold her 12,565 square foot home um, earlier to, to beat the April 1st deadline. Uh, she sold hers for $7.75 million. And that was half of the original $50 million listing price tags. Like, yeah, a lot liquidation, liquidation of LA stars moving out. Got to get out of there on a completely, completely tangent here. Let me, let me, let me say something. Last night I was watching some of the biggest trash TV I've ever seen in my life. And yes, I got stuck there uh, because I couldn't turn it off for like two and a half episodes. Extreme, extreme love on Hulu. Now, if you want to watch some trash. <laughs> this is the most outrageous. Okay. I'm not recommending this. The show is completely ungodly and horrible, but if you want to watch some trash TV, extreme love on Hulu, it's all about these. You got this one dude. He's like, I don't know. He's like 23 years old and he, he and he's only attracted to old women. He's, he's, he's dating like a 91 year old. You've got people that are, uh, um, uh, swingers, uh, new swingers getting to the swinger. It is the most ridiculous show. This one guy was dating this one girl and this one girl's goal was to get up to 1000 pounds. She wants to be immobile and have her boyfriend feed her. And, and this, her, the boyfriend is like taking this, this concoction of a, of a, uh, of, of a fat, uh, enhancing shake that has like just ice cream and all this other candy bars and stuff in it. He blends it up in the blender and he feeds it through her, uh, to her through a funnel that he just pours this big jug of just fat enhancing stuff down his, his fat wife's or fat girlfriend's gullet. Yeah. If you want to see some trash TV, extreme love on Hulu. It is the most ridiculous. I don't know. It's it, talking about a train wreck. It is just horrible. But that's why I spent my time last night doing instead of like watching something that would increase my, 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 my brain waves and make me smarter. No, I, I chose to just sit back and watch extreme love. And the only reason I was watching it is because Stefan radio underland Stefan, he, it, we still have this uh, radio underland group chat and Stefan posted in there. He's all, Hey, this is the most insane crap ever. You got to watch it. And so I flipped it on and yeah, I was addicted. It's a horrible show. I cannot recommend it whatsoever, but if you want a train wreck, Watch Extreme Love on Hulu. Well, in positive news, especially for California, I guess it's finally safe to water your lawn. Uh, apparently, the snowpack is 237% of normal. In fact, I was just looking at the Mammoth Mountain Snow Report, and they're saying at the base, they have 278 inches, and at the summit, they have 340 inches of snow at Mammoth Mountain. 340 inches. That's 28 feet of snow at the summit. Uh, so a bunch of California reservoirs are starting to fill up Lake Tulare, which hasn't been in existence in ever or a long, long time is starting to reappear. Just a good time for water in California. Yeah. So go out there, just let your garden hoses run. Just, 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 I, I mean, the reservoirs are backing up. You just got to let your garden hose run and like, uh, relieve some power out of the system. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, the snowpack in the central Sierras, they're at 62.6 inches. Uh, that's 238% of normal. Northern Sierras, it's 194% of normal. And in the southern Sierras, it's 306% of normal. So there's a lot of snow out there, man. Uh, so it, hopefully we get some relief. Maybe uh, maybe the uh, 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 dead bodies will stay at the bottom of some of these lakes that have been reemerging. Uh, but a good time. Good time for California in the snowpack, that's for sure. Did anybody watch the CMT Music Awards the other night? Was I the only one? 
Uh, yeah, I checked it out. It was they they were broadcasting from Austin, Texas, and there were some good performances. Um, but one thing that really stood out. Now, if you're not familiar with um, Jason Aldean's wife, uh, her name is Brittany Aldean. I, I think she's a former American Idol alumni or something like that. Anyway, she's been she's been under fire in the past for making some uh, comments which have been labeled transphobic. So somebody. Okay, so there was this performance on the CMTs, and it was uh, Kelsey Ballerini. And she got up there, and she sang her song. I believe it's called, If You Go Down, I'm Going Down Too. And she was backed by a cast of drag queens, Kennedy Davenport, Manila Lazan, Jan Sport. Jan Sport, yeah, the drag name's named after the backpack. And Olivia Lux. So the um, artist, who's 29 years old, and once again, that's uh, 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 Kelsey Ballerini. She did this big number, and so people were trying to, you know, goat uh, Brittany Aldean into giving a response about uh, the performance at the CMT Music Awards, Country Music Television Music Awards, for those of you that live under a rock. Um, and she uh, she said she didn't watch it, and uh, but she did say one thing. <clears throat> And and this is one of the one of the things that she posted in the past that really got her blasted as being transphobic. And this is from Brittany Aldine. What it said was, I'd really like to thank my parents for not changing my gender when I went through my tomboy phase. I love this girly life because she's pretty much a, a, a beauty blogger. And for that statement alone, she got blasted as being transphobic. Uh, she wrote that in August of 2022, and she was sharing a makeup tutorial with her fans. Um. You know, I, I but, but the thing is, is I think she has a point. Okay, yeah, labeling me transphobic. I'm not transphobic, but I think what some of these parents are doing to their children, especially these children, these pu- prepubescent children, is um, horrible. Changing their identity before they even have a sexual desire, that, that kind of, it's just, it's just, I am waiting. I am waiting and I will, I will watch and pay close attention to these court cases when they come out in the future. When children, that had their sexual identities altered by their parents at, you know, ages of non-consent, you know, under 18. Um, When these court cases come back and they start suing their parents and suing the doctors and suing everybody else that was involved in hormone therapy and all this other kind of stuff that just totally screwed them up because you cannot deny that there is a big, there, there is a percentage. I, I don't know the exact percentage, so I won't say big percentage, but there's a percentage of kids that go through this whole sexual identity crisis and then come out of it and just go back to uh, being what they were originally born as. And it's just a confusing period of time for them. You know, one thing back to that show, Extreme Love, right? So you had these people like this one lady that wanted to to gain 1000 pounds, you know, she wanted to be immobilized. She wanted to totally rely on her boyfriend to feed her and 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 shove protein shakes down her gullet. Uh there there was the guy that was in in love with these 91-year-old woman, you know, because he's into wrinkles and stuff. And every one of their family members had the same message. Well, if it makes him happy, well if it makes her happy, well if if killing herself with food makes her happy, well if 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 whatever this weird kinky shit that you're into if it makes them happy, Happy, if it makes them happy. And that is like the, 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 the theme of society now that whatever, if it makes you happy, if it makes you happy, if a four-year-old thinks that they're uh, a, a natural born male thinks that they're a girl, if it makes them happy. We just need to knock this shit out, man. We need to knock this shit out. Now, I believe, I don't know what it is. I believe there should be an age of consent when a, when a human, any human, if they want to go change their sexual identity, I believe that there's a time and a place. I don't know exactly what that time and place is. 
But I can tell you one thing, a prepubescent child that is four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years old and parents bolstering and supporting them to change their sexual identity from one sex to the other, I, it's criminal. It's child abuse. I believe it's child abuse. And I will be waiting with bated breath when the first kids that grow up that went through this horrific childhood of confusion and and just 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 mind fucking by their parents sues them in civil court, sues the doctors in civil courts and walks away as millionaires. And then maybe parents will wake up and think twice before they start fucking with their kids' mental states. Anyways, this is Jake with Radio Underland. I don't care. I'll talk to you later, man. Peace. Country girl talking true blue out in the woods down home country. She's a hot little number in her pickup truck. Daddy, sweet money done jacked it up. Party all nighter from South Carolina A bad mama jamma from down in Alabama She's a raging, Cajun Lunatic from Brunswick Juicy Georgia Peach with a thick southern drawl Sexy swinging wall